Hello, RSL Nation. Welcome to another special podcast by your boys, Adele and uh, The Baker. It's a special off-season, mid-season, whatever it is. It's uh, uh, we're getting ready for the match this weekend. Uh-huh. It's uh, we're doing we're doing the pre-match podcast per usual. Nothing happened. We are playing this Sunday. That's how I'm choosing to believe. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what's going on. We're here to discuss our upcoming game. I'm glad we got the ESPN Plus app. Hey, oh, just in case, I'm gonna have to scroll and find one time they're playing. Can't find it on the app. It's a heartbreaker. All kidding aside, <laughs> RSL Nation, we're not quite used to it. I don't know if you are, but uh, there is no more RSL footy this calendar year. This calendar year, uh, definitely not something I would recommend. Um, if you can avoid it, please do. If but the other option was to have RSL footy this year, I would definitely mm-hmm. advise you pick more RSL footy. More RSL footy, more better. But it wasn't meant to be. Not this year. It didn't happen the way we drew it up. So we had a little bit of time to reflect. A lot of time to reflect. Well, do we want to talk about the footy that is going on this weekend? Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, you know, it, it's... Who's still in it? Technically, the season isn't over. Real Madrid is playing. Real, uh... Right. <laughs> so we've got Atlanta versus the New York Red Bulls in the East. And we've got our... Uh, Friends, the Portland Timbers, uh, taking on Sporting Kansas City in the West. Uh, Who you got? I just hate both teams in the West. Pretty, you know, pretty hard. Yeah, like vehemently. Um, can't stand Atlanta fans, and I'm think I'm pretty sure like this time next year that stadium's going to be half empty because you know everyone's leaving or like rumored to be being bought by either you know, a Liga MX team or like Arsenal or Chelsea or something. And I think they're going to be a shadow of their former selves. I'm just picking the least of all of these evils and going with New York Red Bulls. Um, oh, that's who you think is going to win or that's who you hope is going to win? I'm going to say both to that. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think whoever comes out of the East is the MLS champion. I think it's pretty neck and neck between Atlanta and New York. I think New York Red Bulls edged them out just slightly. Mm. Um, that's that's my two cents. I think Atlanta taking it, the whole thing. Whole, whole kit and caboodle? I hate to say it. It's just I can't stand that fan base. I at can't all. either, but I just I don't see I don't see them losing to New York. Um, I also think there's a very bad record other than last year of teams doing it, how teams do in the MLS Cup playoffs. After winning the supporter shield, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and if I really don't know who comes out of the West, I think it's a total crapshoot. I think also think there's going to be a couple of really boring games in the West. Um, I, I mean, I would have said SKC, but then we took them to literally like the last possible minute. Uh, yeah. I, I think, and it took a complete mishap uh, by you know our boy. To do his brother of solid, yeah, not blaming anyone. There's something going on, and a total BS penalty to us through. So yeah, um, I don't know who comes out of the West. Total crapshoot. I do think Atlanta comes out of the East, and I just realized. Well, I realized it right out right before I said Atlanta's taking it all. That means the couple final will be in Atlanta. Yep. I just don't see anyone beating him in such a massive game in Atlanta. Right. Um, If I'm not mistaken, uh. 
because New York Red Bulls won the Supporters' Shield, the final will be played in the East, no matter what. Oh, is that right? Yeah. When did that change? Um, well, nothing changed. I think it's the, the the home record. Yeah, it goes by best home record. That's how it's always been. Right. I'm pretty sure it's uh, New York Red Bulls, Atlanta, and then the West teams. I, right, I think right. No, no, both. So both East teams... The, the Trump final will the be West. played in the, in the East. East. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah not because of the supporters. Shield, just because no. of where they finish in the race. Correct. The Correct. Yeah. All right. You gave me a little like, what's happening here? Then? Nope. Nope. That's what's going on. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's good to still have some uh, Major League Soccer on the old telly. Um, I yeah. It it's I don't want Portland or SKC to win it. I don't want it. It's mostly teams I don't <laughs> want to win, and then by default that leaves the Red Bulls, who I like hate least of these four least of them just because we don't have a history on any or any beef with them right so clearly i'm in a good mental spot yeah clearly that's uh that's what's going on here not bitter at all should be fun let's talk for a second about and this is not an in-depth recap of the season but a couple of takes away takeaways from the season we've obviously had a lot of comments on the page a lot of people are discussing a lot of different things and um i know some of our fellow podcasters and and Bloggers. Bloggers and Facebookers and tweeters. Twitterers. Experts. Twitches. Experts. Fellow Twitches. Um, are not too high on how well we did this year. I, uh, I'm i failing to see their point. It's fair. I'm decently happy with how the season went. I think uh, I had extremely high expectations at the very beginning of the season. Right? Because of how we ended because of how we ended last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But then the about halfway through the season, I think I realized we're not winning the cup this year. There was there was a moment not, of clarity. We're not winning the cup this year. And I was actually very proud of how we came through at the end. The only thing that always worried me is the inconsistency of the team. Right. right? And then I took a couple of other things into consideration. So we know that our MVP for the year goes to Demir Krylak. I think very well deserved. Absolutely. And our defensive player of the year uh, was uh, Brooks Lennon. Brooks Lennon. Also very well-deserved. Yeah. Now, what's weird about those two is that both of those players, they're supposed to be the best two players um, with you know in their positions uh, for the year, most consistent players. Both play out of position. Our MVP was a guy who was never in his life played center forward before. We made him play center forward, and he got a good number of goals for us, and he played other positions as well. Our defensive player of the year is not a natural defender. No. I think those two <clears throat> big things kind of sum up the year for me. We had injuries. We had movement. Our big-time signing didn't pan out. We'll talk about signings in a bit here. Um, everything seems just didn't, didn't, it never clicked. It never went well. Considering all of those things, uh, had we not made the playoffs this year, I think we would have taken a step back. Absolutely. Having made the playoffs, um, and ha- then making it to the second round, beating a really good LAFC team in LA proper, mm-hmm. um, taking the Kansas City team to, I mean, the brink, the final minute, the absolute final minute, only be getting knocked out of the playoffs through a bogus penalty. Let's just put it. I mean, that, that wasn't way. the only reason. It's 
No, but those we are had an those, awful opening. For those are five. those are the factors that come down to it. Well, sure, it the, matters, the, the, but the, let's not the, pretend that we like outplayed them the whole match. No, who cares? It matters. No, it, matters it doesn't matter at all. Well, you're wrong. A lot, um, so. so it it took literally a bogus penalty and an absolutely horrendous miss on our side to get knocked out of the playoffs. So considering all those things, considering that we made the playoffs. Uh, considering that we did all of that, despite some shakeups within the team, some self-inflicted, I'm actually decently happy. I think we had a decent year, a good year, and I'm actually very excited for what is to come next year. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know now that we've had a had a, a couple of weeks to kind of take a breath and then and, and look at it all outside of that emotional lens of, of very passionate fans. Clearly, this year we made the playoffs and we did some damage. Uh, you know, we we knocked out a team and we we pushed another team to the brink. Versus last year, where we didn't even make the playoffs, is is kind of a net gain, right? As mm-hmm. the like, however you need to measure it, we didn't make the playoffs last year. We did make the playoffs this year. Therefore, we have improved as a team to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. Looking back at how well we finished, I thought this was going to be a team that's going to like you know be a, if not a first or second seed, at least a third or fourth seed. We did kind of have to squeak in there. That being said, there isn't a single team that finished below us that I thought had a better overall season than us. It, you know, to right. go back to that, who deserves to be in the playoffs nonsense. Um, there isn't a single team that collectively, from the start of March until the end of. Uh, of October or whatever it is that you know playoff start mm-hmm. that played a better season. It they it doesn't exist. They'll play the same every, number of games. Right. Every team below us had stretches of just being mediocre to bad, and we were slightly less mediocre to bad than right. those six teams. Um that being said, I 100 percent believe that we have regressed, not progressed, in some pretty key areas of the field. Um, I think certain players have kind of taken a step backwards in some of their development. Mm. I think there's absolutely room for improvement, obviously. Um, and, you know, we'll get into some of the some of the silly season moves that have already taken place a, a little later in this, in this episode. But it, overall, I would say the team has gotten better, but also some key individuals, you know, for a myriad of reasons, have gotten worse or less minutes or are are just systematically quote unquote out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's important. That matters. I, I, you know, we're looking at a team that I think given the current structure of MLS, this is a win now team. Like, yeah, like we, I, I think as RSL fans, we've kind of had this ex- expectation of like, okay, we're going to build, we're going to build, we're going to build. Mm-hmm. Anyone that thinks Rushnak is going to be with Real Salt Lake Anything north of two plus years from right now is delusional. Anyone that thinks Justin Glad will be with Real Salt Lake two plus years from today is delusional. Um, this team has enough talent that silverware should be expected in the next two years. And if that doesn't happen, I, I think it, it it's a shame because there is that talent. We, we have to figure it out right now. I agree. And I actually love this approach. I love the attitude the team is taking. It's a nice, healthy mix and balance of academy players, youth players, and bring in some experienced um, world beaters. And I'm actually very excited to see what we do about our number nine. 
We're not going to talk about that much today because we have a lineup of stuff that needs to be discussed. But I think I don't put it past Deloy Hansen to open up his wallet and get him get us a really really nice number nine, one that maybe Mike Petke picks himself. I was reading an article somewhere the other day that uh, Deloy Hansen purchased uh, a coin. Yes, he's for like two and a half million dollars or something this year. Right now, we just need to figure out a way to get him to care about the team as much as he cares, he cares about, about the team. I'm not saying he doesn't care about the team. I'm just saying he cares about coins more. <laughs> Apparently, he's got a really large collection of really expensive and rare coins. So, what you're saying is yes, we have digressed in a few places. I agree. Um, I, I saw some players doing a lot better than they did. I think we should go back and take a look at our preseason podcast to, yeah, to, to, to kind of figure out and, and um, remi- remind ourselves of whom we were so excited for this year. Uh, because I'm pretty sure there are some names we mentioned on there that we haven't. Haven't really, gotten minutes. Haven't gotten minutes or haven't, you know, when they did get the minutes, they didn't perform. I'm really looking forward to see what happens to Plata. I mean, Plata had a horrendous, in my opinion, second half of the year. And um, but with like moments of brilliance, I, I yeah, it's like in that SKC game, he was our best player. Yeah, you know, find that guy and play him all day. Uh, the kind kind of a, a tangent, but I gotta ask this, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, a Liga MX team comes and says, "Hey, we want to buy Plata. Do you sell him? Yeah. You know, for top dollar." Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, man. I, uh, I, I do. I think we need that little Ecuadorian guy. Um, we do. But it depends how much the top dollar is and what you can get for it because we have clones of him, right? Mm. We, um, I think Bofo is ready for prime time. I think Bofo can take Plata's spot. Um, not consistent. Severino though. is in there. I would not sell Severino. I think Severino is one of our you know better players. Probably our second best player, I would, I would argue, I, right after Rushniak. Right after I would not. I would not sell Rushniak. Mm. I would not sell Severino. Crylock, mm. no way I'm getting rid of Crylock right now. We need that stability. Right. I think with, so I, you know, they had the, uh, they had the player, like the exit interviews mm-hmm. today, the, yeah. the, the media. And for some reason, physicals, I didn't know they were doing physicals. Yeah, they, they do, mean, they do exit well. physicals and then exit interviews right afterwards. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, I think officially today, uh, Jordan Allen is cleared for full practices after his exit physical. So make of that what you will, I guess. That just made me angry. Like, just just don't. Just don't. I'm happy that he's healthy, and I'm not trying to, like, wish ill on the guy. But you're going to clear him for full practices on literally the last day. That's insane. A- anyway, that's I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand the reasoning behind even – like what else did not make what other news could have been shared with us in that square of that, a that, right that, that, or that internet page it, it's just it blew my mind it, i mean it, it gives it's nothing but talking points for people like you and i who have nothing better to do hey hey it's silly season and i have an internet connection therefore i'm an expert that's how that works. Don't forget about the mic. The mic is looking mm, pretty official. The, yeah, we have an official mic. So I found the mics we're going to use, actually. There you, you heard it here first, folks. We were improving the mics. We're Audio get, quality 2019. You're going to get two mics. 
we're going two mics instead of hovering over the one. Not another single hover. Also, we're getting a webcam, but we'll talk about that later. RSL Nation, a lot of changes coming to how you consume this podcast in 2019, sounds like. Anyway, to go back to the original tangent. Uh-huh. So, Bofo had his exit interview, and, you know, they asked him about, hey, you know, realistically, like, and I'm paraphrasing here, they're signing a striker, right? Everyone expects it. And, you know, he's probably going to take, quote, unquote, your spot or the starting spot or he – you know, you've 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 kind of itched out, or you've made a little room for yourself. There's this potential, you know, unknown signing that's coming, that's taking it. And how do you feel about it? Uh-huh. And his answer, uh, he seemed very upset about it. He he, uh, I don't want to say it was emotional because I don't think it was emotion, but he didn't take too kindly to that. And to me, that was a solid reminder of the fact that this is a kid at the end of the day who happens to be really good at soccer. Uh-huh. Um, you have used that line quite a bit with kids. A lot of our guys. Well, year. yeah, because most of our team is made up of children, in right. my opinion. Right. <laughs> it is. Who are, don't get me wrong, phenomenal soccer players. But Romando could literally be half of their dad. R- Romando <laughs> is old enough to be the father of most of our attacking <laughs> core. That is absolutely fact. But so I'm thinking to myself, dude, you are a professional soccer player at the end of the day. Uh-huh. Someone somewhere is constantly coming to take your job. The second you think you quote unquote earn something or you deserve that shot is I think when you get into the, uh, uh, you know, the Danny situation where uh, maybe some things you think you are entitled to. Yeah. The Euro situation. You know, where reality comes up fast. So I think. While Bofo is a phenomenal player who I think is is super dangerous and I think deserves a lot of minutes, I'm not quite ready to say that this guy deserves to be a starting caliber player for Real Salt Lake, i.e. replacing Plata. I'm no not way. Say, I'm not saying he deserves anything. You but just I, well, said that he should replace Plata. I said he's good enough to replace Plata. I, I think on the field, absolutely. But we also know that this game so isn't if, just played on the field. If we're assigning a new forward... Mm-hmm. And we're all just kind of assuming we are. If we're not, I think that's I have stopped trying to predict what Mike Petke is going to do. Okay. There's that. All right. That's a thing. Yeah. So if we are, this person would be most likely a number nine, thus not taking Bofo's spot. Sure. He does play on the wings. Bofo doesn't have a spot. Bofo's spot is backing up one of the two of Plata or Severino. Right. And I agree both of them are better right now than he is. What I'm saying is you asked me if Liga MX team came in, he offered me, a, you know, backed up a truck full of money and said we want Plata. He's gone. He's too inconsistent. Now, either that or we'll change his contract to make it heavily performance-based. Mm. Something like a fan vote of how well you did in each game. You're yeah. getting a little carried away. No here. way that's going to backfire. <laughs> We literally have. I'm not. <laughs> All right. So what you're saying is we're looking forward to an off season during which we're expecting to see some signings, and not just signings, and but just a lot of just a lot change. of movement. And it looks like the movement has already begun. It has. Um, we learned earlier this week that uh, at least two of our guys are gone. Potentially three. It's potentially it's looking like three, three. but mm-hmm. Sparrow's gone. Sparrow is gone. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And I'm really, really upset that he never was made captain. 
We had this discussion Gap, one time. Captain Sparrow. I just that's all I wanted to see. It, I just I just wanted to see if if anyone is named Sparrow and they're on my team. Mm-hmm. I don't care what sport nor how good they are at it. You just became captain. <laughs> You're a captain, dude. Yeah. You're Captain Sparrow. The marketing. I mean, just the marketing you can do around this. Definitely a missed opportunity. Absolutely a missed opportunity. And, and you know, hopefully wherever he lands. He is uh, a captain. Someone takes advantage of, he, of he, that chance. He, he needs to be a captain somewhere. I bet he was a captain in high school. So we should look into You know what? We're not going to look into that. Why, I might why, look why, into why? that. <laughs> that's <laughs> the type of, that's the, that's what the off season is for, <laughs> is looking into when the last time Sparrow was captain of something. So Sparrow was never going to play much anyways um but another one of my favorites um but you know a statement with which most of our cell nation does not agree Mm -hmm. um sunny apparently sunny is gone his contract it is very very it's basically all but confirmed that his option will not be exercised by the club yeah for the coming year and sounds like, so before we get into the details and mm-hmm. what does that mean for the team and who replaces him, sounds to me like he wanted out a while ago. Sounded like he didn't want to get his contract renewed last year. Sounded like he was feeling taking, taken advantage of and underpaid. I think that's the big one. Yeah. And I think that stems from the very open, trans, semi-transparent financial releases that happen every year on the MLS yeah. is you can literally go and see what everyone else is making. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. What other, I, mean, I like it, but I mean, I like it from a fan, fan's perspective. If I was a player, I wouldn't want that, especially if I'm one of the higher earners. Oh, yeah. If you're on a system was getting paid $250,000 a year, mm-hmm. I bet you would be a lot less. We would have been a lot less upset when he wasn't really trying. I mean, I'd still be upset because in the day it's, you know, you are a professional player, go yeah. earn your keep. But that's well, either here or there. But how many times in the stadium, even our friends around us made comments like, there's $2 million. Sure. It, it gives you a nice talking point. Right. And, and, you know, it is a good frame of reference of what you can quote unquote expect from a guy. But I expect anyone on the field donning our Claret and Cobalt to be semi-competent, regardless of salary. Right. There's that. You, you, you're trying to take this a lot higher than I am. Okay. I'm trying to literally get down to the, get down to the business. So, I liked Sonny. I thought Sonny filled a really nice role. I thought he filled a really important role. Experienced, good player. Sure, had a few screw-ups here mm-hmm. and there. But for all of his screw-ups, all of his bad mistakes, all of his bad judgment calls he made, he was good enough, quick enough, fast enough, and skilled enough to make up for them. So I always thought the positive he brought onto the field was drastically outweighed or outweighed drastically mm-hmm. the negatives on the field. I never understood why people were on this case um, j- because of that. I get it. Right. It's, it's like it's like saying, hey, Romando made a mistake and let a goal in but saved three penalties in mm-hmm. the same game. Sure. You know, the, the, the positive outweighs the negative. I think for me, the sunny – I don't want to say haters because I really don't think they, they're like, oh, I just dislike him because I dislike him. I think it stems from a time when Real Salt Lake fans were really, really, really used to just watching us control the game and and have possession and complete passes. And, yeah. you know, you would just kind of sit there and wait for Javi Mo to make that perfect, inch-perfect pass, and then it was a guaranteed shot on goal. 
they're not used to a need for what basically comes out to be a destroyer. Right. Like that was Sonny's job at the end of the day was anyone that makes it past you is running at our goal. It is your job to make sure that anyone running past you doesn't have the ball or doesn't have the legs underneath them to complete the run. That is what was asked of him essentially. And I think he oftentimes had to make that quote unquote professional foul that a lot of our fellow fans deemed as a reckless challenge. I don't think that was reckless. I think that was expected of him in his, in his position. Yeah. And I think that's where the disconnect is. And that, that was his job, like you said. Yeah. I, I, and I didn't understand it. Now, I did look at what he's making, which is like a quarter mil a year this year. I think that's what he's worth. I don't think he's worth a lot more. Um, I, I understand why he wants a pay raise because he sees what everyone else around him makes. And he's playing literally next to a guy who makes three times that much or four times, whatever Kyle's making these days, right? And I, um, I don't know. I hate to see him go, mm. um, but I understand it. Um, the good news is, uh, you know, this opens us up for now is another roster spot needs to be filled, which brings me to a bigger issue, a, a proper concern I have. <clears throat> and this stems from quite a few things that have happened over the past few years. So um, we had obviously, you know, the, the Euro signing and that went horribly bad. It did. Right. Um, we had the Javi Mole exit. We did have that. And you remember how, let's face it, he was screwed over. He was worked over by the club. Um, wasn't handled well. It was, it was, yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. It's a very minimalistic way to say it. It was not handled well. Mm -hmm. We have the Sunny thing that talks about the front office lying to him. Yeah. He said something along the lines of feeling the, uh, the wool being pulled, pulled over his, his eyes or something. Eyes, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Rushniak thing, remember Rushniak ended up not traveling, well, or be, being a day after, traveled to New York, I think, a day SKC. after, SKC, mm -hmm. a day after the rest of the team because he couldn't get the which, contract that he was supposedly promised. Which, which just to uh, clarify, technically still, at least, as long as like right. public knowledge That's, knows, hasn't been dealt with. Yeah. Rushniak yeah. is still on the same contract so, that we signed well, him with originally. Point, well, and I'm sure there were others there. Sure. Uh, the Ortuño thing. The, I mean, there must have been a lot of others there. What's what's happening with our front office? What What's their... I'm trying to figure out what their deal is right now. Right. It, it seems that... At some point, if it was one guy who called him out, mm -hmm. you could call, you know, BS on it. But man, that's that's a lot of people <clears throat> over quite a few years now. At least since uh, Craig has been running the show there. Yep. Um, and I mean, it's a small community of professional soccer players. I'll bet you, at some point, people are calling other people up and saying, "Hey, um, I'm thinking about going to Salt Lake." Who do you know that played for Salt Lake? Oh, I know Sonny. Right. Okay, talk to him. How's this organization running? I, I heard this. I heard an interview with Darren Williams, of all people, mm -hmm. basketball player, who went during one of the lockout seasons and played in uh, Turkey. And he was beloved over there, made a bunch of money and all these other things. And they were asking him if he would ever consider going back to Turkey. And he started explaining that actually most people don't get paid in Turkey because they keep promising you stuff and never actually give you the money. Right. So they keep stringing you along. And he's recommending to other NBA players to not go to Turkey. Well, we're already a small market team. We are already a team that is doesn't have the financial resources and access to cash 
like the big cities like LA and the New Yorks and even the Atlantas. So that means it's even more vital, more important that players will want to come here to play in a sure. good environment, in a good atmosphere. Sure, your, your, your team culture, essentially. Your team culture is very important and your reputation absolutely precedes you. So I'm, I'm starting to wonder what is going on in that front office. Is it is it really run that badly? Is 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 the problem, Craig? Is the problem maybe all the way up to, to Deloitte? I have heard Deloitte is, a, is an ass kicker, and that's okay. I like them to be ass kickers. But you can't, if you promise, if you lie to enough people, at some point they start calling you out, and, and the reputation, you know, starts preceding you in a negative way. Right. Yeah, it, it's like, I think, you know, if it, if it was just Sonny just complaining about not making, like everyone wants more money. I have mm-hmm. yet to meet a single person on this earth that thinks they get paid more than they deserve. Joe Ingles. <laughs> Exceptionary rule, I suppose. Um, it, it's, you know, if it was one guy saying, hey, I mean, let's let's remember that Sonny legitimately didn't show up for practice on time because he thought he was released from his contract. Yeah. Like he didn't want to play with Real Salt Lake. He wanted out. He, he was done. And he has, and I think the three years he's been here, he has asked various coaches and front office personnel for a raise, according to the you know Salt Lake Tribune article that uh, that was published today. Um, and you know, I have no sympathy for that, by the way. <clears throat> right, it, it, I get it. Like you are out here, you're trying to you know, you're trying to maximize your profit for as long yeah. as you can play. I get that, but it's not just Sunday. We it it. There appears to be a culture of maybe not treating players once they are part of the organization with the and, and I don't know if it's deliberate, but there seems to be a lack of clarity, a lack of understanding. Maybe that's on Sonny's manager of not explaining it properly. Maybe it is on our front office. They're just a, it feels like that as as these kind of deals go on, Real Salt Lake has more than its fair share of players not happy with their contract situations. Yeah. And not just the actual contracts themselves, but how they're being handled. Yeah. It, it's it, – okay, Rushnak wants more money. Fine. And and that's an ongoing back and forth. I think the guy deserves to get paid. You know, he's yeah. our best player. We definitely need him for the future. We want to lock him in. We want to keep him happy. But he clearly felt that negoti- negotiations were going so poorly right? that he decided not to travel with the team. That matters. The way you are going about handling these issues yep. doesn't appear to be very effective. And it happens consistently, multiple times, like you said, over many years. As a fan who, you know, I don't get to see behind the, you know, behind the behind iron the scenes, wall, as yeah. it were. That's that's very worrisome. That Absolutely. is very worrisome. It, well, would you cool. go to a company that has this reputation? I mean, in your line of work? No. No, it, it's, you know, if, you, if you've got. It's almost an ethical it, issue. It really, it really does feel like just bad business practice. Yeah. Once again, short sighted. might not be deliberate, but it does appear to like it's a pattern. It appears to be short sighted. And now that I think about it, I mean, maybe some of this other stuff is just bad management. It could be bad time management. It could be bad communication. It could be all of those things. But these are professionals, just like we expect our professionals to step on the field. Mm-hmm. To do their job, we expect the professionals in the front office to do, the, to do theirs. And there are plenty of people who will kill to have their jobs. Absolutely. Right? So they, they need to consider that as well. Now, something that has kind of crossed my mind as we were talking about this, I keep asking myself the question, is this a, is this a matter of – it could be a matter of miscommunication. Maybe none of this is actually happening, right? 
it could be a matter of it's the old Donald Trump saying of uh, what you see and hear is not what's happening. <laughs> Hell of a line. Quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it could be a matter. So it could be that it could be a matter of incompetence. Maybe it's just not a good front office. Sure. Uh, we have a couple of really bad deals over the past year to show for it. We've had a few good deals, though. <laughs> good yes. signings. Yeah. And, or it could be a matter of morals or the lack thereof. Sure. And the only one that's that that I can that I know was a matter of morals is the Harvey Moe situation. Yeah. And I mean it's a messed up situation as is, mm-hmm. right? All the others are just could be just mismanagement. Sure. But this is deliberate. Yeah, right? we we sat him out on what would have been the X yeah, the twenty seventh game, twenty yeah. second game, whatever it was. Yeah, or an auto renew on his exactly. Yeah. yeah, for those who who, are, who don't remember that situation, the, that was a deliberate ha- choice on ha- our part. Javi Mo had an auto renewal clause in his contract that if he starts X number of games, his contract is automatically renewed for another year. Mm-hmm. He was at that number minus one, so he was X minus one into the final into game. the final game of the season at Seattle. A I must, thought it was LA. I thought it was Seattle. It doesn't matter. At at must win a must win game, mm-hmm. and he was by maybe not by far. But he was our best player that year, and he wasn't starting. He had slowed down a little. He's, of course, he slowed down, but he was a world beater before that, um, and he wasn't started. Anyways, that's you know spilled milk sure. under the bridge, whatever the saying is. The so let's get back to what we currently have. So we know Sonny is out. We mm-hmm. know that uh, Captain Sparrow Gone. could have been um, is out. And I think there's next to zero doubt, if any doubt, that there'll be quite a few more people. There'll be more people departing. Sure. Which um, the total list, just uh, just FYI, next Monday, uh, November 26th, is the op- option exercise deadline. And we'll we'll know what the roster looks like then. And we'll, we'll have a recap of that probably by Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So here's what I am excited about, right? With Sonny leaving and uh, apparently a couple of people getting healthy. Um, now with a full off season ahead of us, um, after a, having a year to kind of put some pieces together, Mike can now start building his team. Every departure means he can bring somebody in, provided that we have a front office who know who can still find their pens. I can totally see like this is the kind of front office they'll go to a contract saying no one brought the pen. But I mean, that's neither <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is I'm excited because. A year and a half is nothing in, in a coach's life. That first year, that wasn't his team. That wasn't his tactics. That was nothing, right? So he really had one year. And he wasn't able to bring a lot of people in. Who I mean, who did we bring in during the offseason, right? Damir, mm-hmm. who was doing a pretty good job. Or Tunio. Tunio is a bad one. Yeah. A uh, uh, couple of those defenders yeah. are wasting away somewhere. Most of them are wasting away somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to see Mike Petke sculpt this team the way he wants to. I would love for us to, to next year not play half of our starting lineup out of position. Right. That, that'd be nice. Now, some of, this, some of this is no control because injuries and all these other things, right? But when everyone's healthy, I would love to see what Mike Petke's team looks like, the team he wants so I don't think it's all bad news. I think it's also good news. I just hope that – I hope we're completely wrong on, on what's actually happening behind the scenes because they do seem to 
manage to continuously sign players. They do. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we're missing out opportunities because of the perception that's out there. Sure. I mean, you're also going against the stigma of a small market team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You have all of that working against you. Right. Don't add to it. Don't add to it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think Petke's had enough time to create – maybe not – actual, you know, players, but I think he's had enough time to have a serious input on the system and who plays what, where. Um, so, so he doesn't have as short of a leash with me as I think he has with you. Um, Other way around, you mean? Correct. That's English is hard. Uh, and I've had a few Difficult. Hey, yo. Um, it's, yeah, guys out of position needs to stop. If our starting left back at the start of next year is a dude who doesn't have a left foot, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, ideally, I'd like it to be Danny. I think that probably isn't going to happen. Uh, I think if they don't resolve whatever is happening, they might as well ship the kid off. Right, let's get no paid. Let's, you know, let's get some money out of it. Um, you know, don't let him waste away on the bench. I just don't want to talk about that anymore, yeah. if, if nothing else. So yeah. I hope we have a left-footed left and back. And to be fair, nothing against Herrera. I thought he did the best <laughs> he could possibly do in that position. Oh, I think Herrera's a fan. I am genuinely excited to see Herrera play on the right side of the field. For no other reason than I think he's going to be a world beater. Just mm-hmm. a phenom. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think we've got quite a bit of depth. I'd like to bring, uh, you know, Tony back. Uh, you know, kind of. Oh, I'd love to see what he's like after a year off. Right, for sure. Um, and then maybe Herrera can be his backup. I'd like to see Brooks Lennon, if not be a starting, you know, attacking player. There's a dude, like, you know, we had all these issues with our bench for whatever felt like so long where we just couldn't make good substitutions because there was no one to make a good substitution with. Yeah. Brooks Lennon off the bench. Like, if that's not an ideal, you know, scenario being down a goal in like the 75th minute, I don't know what is. You're chasing a goal. You've got this kid who's nothing but energy, nothing but go. Put him on. Um, yeah, guys out of position needs to stop. I, I think Tony is going to have a hell of a time trying to get his job back. Um, I don't think it's going to be that hard. I think we lose something in the attack with Tony, but I also think we definitely lost something in the fence with uh, Brooks Lennon. Mm. Not trying to take away from the kid. I think he made the best of what I think imagine is a very rough situation. Well, he was defensive player of the year. Right, which is a team vote. Let's not forget that. It's, I think, you know, if you're a dude and you've got a kid who's just literally trying to figure it out day by day, I, I think that's going to garner some respect. It's not like he – I don't think he was technically our best defender. I think he was maybe our most improved defender. He was probably our second best defender, in my opinion. Yeah, he he's he's good. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. we I think there were numerous times where he got beat on his defensive responsibilities. Yeah. That being said, loved having him, you know, in the attack. And those crosses in were dangerous, especially to Mir, who was yeah. just putting them away. And they were getting better and better as the year progressed. For sure. That being said, it'd be nice to have a defender there whose primary concern is defense. Yeah. Which I think is what Tommy brings in spades. Yeah. I still think he's going to have a hell of a time getting, his, getting it back. Because if I'm Mike, Tony would have to literally prove me that he's better than Brooks in overall. So I'm, he might stay there. I'm also very excited to see what Justin Glad's next chapter is. Uh, if that progression continues, so, um, yeah, he's got a couple of very experienced players around him. He's going to be a year older, mm-hmm. smarter. Uh, there was significant progression, I thought, from over the past couple of years, year to year with him. He doesn't make those completely stupid mistakes anymore. That's going to be very exciting. Anyways, let's... 
Um, any last words before we wrap this baby up? No, it's it's uh, it's that time of year where you know, ev- like I said, everyone with an internet connection and a microphone or a or a blog or a, 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 a Twitter account has now become an expert. Yeah. Um, rumors going to come flying. If it sounds too good to be true, RSL Nation, it probably is. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we won't be signing, uh, you know, uh, Modric or anything anytime soon. So not keep this that, year. Not this year. Next year. It's in talks. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how it starts. It, it, no, I, I know for a fact that there are uh, other pages out there that have straight up made up rumors. I know that for a fact. Um, like I said, RSL Nation, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Uh, I'm I'm excited. It's it's. I think there's we we made a lot of improvement in a lot of important areas. I think the areas that we need to fix are, at least to me, seem very obvious. So I'm hoping that they're obvious to the people who actually have power to change it. Yeah. Um. And you know, bring on or bring on March. I'm or, ready. Or otherwise, change the power, change the people to have the power because they're the wrong people in the wrong position. Well, look, it's going to be a fun off season. To recap. Um, there will never be, at least not this year, a Captain Sparrow at RSL because mm-hmm. he's gone. Uh, Sonny is gone. Uh, there seems to be some issue with our front office. Something is happening there. Please fix it. And um, we're both picking an East Coast team to win the Cup this year. Here's to hoping. Next Tuesday, we'll probably talk to you. Uh, we'll be after the, re- the deadline or after the opening of... Um, what was it the options? Yeah, the the option team uh, options uh, deadline, and which is next Monday. So you'll might, probably hear from us Tuesday. Yeah, we might have some news by then. Uh, so, nation, have yourself a good one, and we'll talk to y'all again soon.